Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is going to be episode 42. I have a very, very special guest, my boy, Roger Lopez. He's an upcoming comedian, and he also has a podcast called Roger That. What's up, man? What's good? What's Thanks for having me on. I appreciate this, man. This is fun yeah. as hell. I had, to make up, I had to make it up because I, last week we were busy with the time and schedule, and now I have you on my podcast, man. Like, welcome, man. Thank you for coming to the east side of Long Beach. Yeah, bro. I've never been to a. I've I've only been to Long Beach maybe one or two times, uh-huh. so I never. I don't really know the areas, but uh, Mega Man's area to me looks real nice. You know, the mm-hmm. houses looks like Spanish style, <laughs> pink. Mm-hmm. And then he tells me like, "Yo, this is the hood." I'm like, "What?" We're in the hood. We're the hood. Hood. Back in the day, in the '90s, this was this whole street was all Asians. So the whole, the whole Mexican-Asian war with TRGs and, and all that stuff, Asian boys and all. This was hood. Like, this is like Asian gang central, like in Gardenia and Long Beach. Holy shit. So this is, this is like mostly used to be Asian territory. Asian. So if like, I was Mexican and had a shaved head, we'll get shot. Damn, this area. Wow. Oh, don't, I don't fuck when it's, it's, it's creepy at night. So I do overnight. So usually it's hard to find parking. So I park my car like uh, two or three uh uh, blocks away and stuff like that so yeah yes. it's creepy you don't know if anyone's following you get jacked yeah this fucking it'd be gnarly man it's kind of crazy how this street right here will look a little bit more on like you got to be careful side but when you go to the next street it looks like real nice and residential yeah it's they've yeah. definitely put more money into this area so you can tell it's not ghetto anymore no no not okay. as much as it used to be now and right now so with all the asians they all move it's all mexicans I can tell, bro. We came back, man, because we were here first. They used to gentrify us out. We're, we're taking, <laughs> we're taking over Compton. You know, we're taking over here. Just, we're just spreading out, man. Yeah, me- Mexicans are just getting put wherever Mexicans were in LA. I feel like they're just getting pushed more south. So Compton, Long Beach, and then a lot of go to Miranda Valley. Yeah, that's where a lot of uh, uh, everyone's all going to. We're up to, uh, to Inland Empire, San Bernardino, mm-hmm. where all the houses are cheaper. Yeah, way cheaper for your houses. I think in uh, Miranda Valley, you can still buy a house for like two to two fifty. Two fifty for like a nice house, but yeah. it's, it's hot out there, man. Yeah, it gets hot, but you know, and then it's kind of like a drive from LA. It's like, well, actually, it's like fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean here. But I'm, I'm more of a Long Beach. I'm more of a... I've been trying, little by little, trying to go to L.A. where, where you're at. Yeah, bro. I'm fucking only there because, you know, my mom popped me out her pussy there. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. So, uh, I've been following you for a while. I mean, I, I see you on... I mean, you're always, always on Instagram, on social media. You're, like, you're just going hard on your stories and everything. Yeah, man. I never really think about, like, me, like... Making sure I go hard, it just kind of happens naturally. Like, I just want to talk shit. And uh, it, it slowly started because I would never usually post stories, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, slowly you start getting comfortable, like, talking to an audience that is out there, but not in front of you immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, like, uh, I just... what well, You're always, like, you're always doing gigs here and there and all in the on the in the con, like the comedy scene and everything and you're going to all these like you know like concerts and you know like music and stuff yeah bro i'll take you to the next car show bro really i'm down dude yeah, bro. so uh, uh earlier before we started the podcast you were telling me you're into like ska music and everything yeah bro i just started getting into ska like not too long ago um my lady she introduced me to like uh this band called rascawele uh-huh and then uh that got me into like the whole like everything else that came with Scott. You know? Fuck, dude. What else uh, music do you listen to? I know that. 
for the most part, I listen to a lot of heavy metal, metal. That's like my, you know, bread and butter. That's what I grew up with. What kind of metal? Like metal? Oh, like, like Judas Priest, mm-hmm. Metallica, Megadeth. Well, I used to listen to Lamb of God, nice. uh, Kill, Kill Switch Engage. I, I, I like both of those bands, too. Really? Kill Switch had a really famous song in 2007. Or I forgot what My it Curse? It might have been that. Yeah, they that, had a This is My music. Curse. This is my dad. I remember that. This is My Curse. Uh, Serenade. Uh, I mean, this, I think he had some good songs before they had a new singer and stuff like that but it was like oh wait which is the new singer i remember when the, the, black, a, guy was the black guy yeah he's a new singer that was a new singer oh, wow. but i don't know if he's still doing it now or he's retired because i haven't heard kill switch for a while they kind of dropped out huh yeah it's just i don't know but i've been listening to uh this book well they're, well, they're kind of old but they're I think they're from like norway or mm-hmm. sweden called bolt door what? Okay. they're like that it's that fast metal uh ram ramstein I love Ramstein. This is like an opera metal. We you kind of think of at it. Ramstein. Yeah. Yeah, it has a lot of like theatrics to it, especially their live performances. Uh huh. Fuck, dude. Have you seen any of the Ramstein uh, videos online? Nah, I always see one back in the day. Duhash, Duhashme. Yeah, that's bro. the famous one. That is a famous one. I think because it was on uh, the movie Triple X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when he's going to the corner and uh, they, that's, the, the special agent's trying to get through and he got shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that right. was the famous one. But yeah, they. How about uh, Gore? Gore. I've heard, I've heard of them. you heard? But I don't think I've ever heard of the music. Gore is, it's, they're more like, they're just, they're out there. But like, it's uh, the metal scene now, they, they say it's coming back now. I mean, rock. I mean, now that you have so much music because of uh, Instagram and social media, is it's it's too much. Like, go oh, check out this, check out that. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I usually try to go, I um, I downloaded this app's called uh, Django. Hmm. It's like you know, like Pandora. Yeah, yeah. But it's like Django, and they have like you could just put whatever music you like and stuff like that. It has something similar to that. So that's how I've been trying to hear a lot of the music. You know, mm-hmm. you get like a new discoveries from new bands. Like, yeah, it's cool as fuck, man. That's why they, because uh, like for me, late, like you like metal and rock, I like more like indie music and new wave. Oh, yeah, what kind of indie bands do you like? Indie bands like the drums, uh, Se- I, Cigarettes After Sex. I don't know if you heard of them. Uh, I think I was going to go see them perform once. They're badass. They are, man. Oh, I, yeah. I got like the venue mixed up or they got canceled, either one, but They're I was going to go see them play. The, that one, Class Actress. Um, and there's some, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, Beach Fossil, I think. They're really, I've actually seen uh, Beach Fossils and the drums. Oh, for us? Yeah, I saw them like a few years ago at like a, a festival in uh, Santa Ana they used to have every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, yeah, the drums are just coming up. Uh, they're always making good stuff. I mean, I mean, the Bravery, I don't remember the back in the day, uh, uh, Shiny Toy Guns. That's a cool fucking band name. They're, they're, they're having an indie band uh, concert or festival in Long Beach. So oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, I'll tag you on it and stuff. Yeah, let me know, bro. It's I'll badass. Fucking bring out my, you know, my homies, my family, and my, my lady. See what's up. Oh, fuck, dude. So um, I was going to ask you, so tell me about you. Uh, where did you grow up at? I grew up in the, I like to say the shitty part of Culver City. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I say the shitty part because like, when you would call me... It would say like, or when I would call you, it'd be like, yo, this is a call from Culver City, right? Yeah, yeah. But then when I tell somebody like, yo, I'm from Culver City, they think like, oh man, you're from like a nice area, you know, it's like a bunch of white people. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I said I'm from the shitty part because I grew up around a lot of cribs. Mm -hmm. 
So it's like, so how far is it from it from Watts? Is it kind of by there or not really? No, nah, I'm far from Watts. I'm like fucking 25 miles. Uh huh. So is it like you're kind of is it by Inglewood or no? Nah, I'm I'm still like 10 miles from Inglewood. It's like it's like I like to say it's that you're it, by the LEX, huh? No, it's still like 10 miles from there, like 15 miles from there. What? I'm more. I'm only five minutes from the com. I'm no. Let me. I'm seven minutes if I get all the green lights from the comedy store. From my house to the comedy store. Seven minutes? Yeah, seven minutes. Literally, like, I get down to La Cienega and, uh, let's say, Sawyer or Cadillac, which uh-huh. is, like, right by my house. And then I just take a left on La Cienega, and then I'm there in seven minutes. <sighs> so that's how the general area I'm at. I'm, like, only one mile from Beverly Hills, from, like, where Beverly Hills starts. But, again, like, all the houses are around the area I grew up in. There's, like, a lot of, blo- a lot of streets in my neighborhood mm-hmm. that are just apartments. And then apartments were just like black people are Mexicans, so I used to see a lot of like cribs, fight with bloods and shit like that, a lot of shootings and shit like that. Fuck, dude. Only a mile from Beverly Hills. Goes to show you how much how little they cared for their neighbors, you know. Yeah, it's just like it's all it's all richy, then you got the hoodish and you mm-hmm. got middle class. Mm-hmm. You just like, you know, it's like you You're hundred percent correct. You got it's like a crock pock of everything, mm-hmm. dude. It's a crockpot of everything because, like, if you go four blocks up north from my house or more west, uh-huh. you get the middle class. You get the Beverly Wood, which they got houses and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then what's next to them? Beverly Hills. Damn. Oh, bro. Damn, that's that's crazy, dude. So, uh, what high school, uh, what junior high and high school did you go to? Man, for uh, junior high, I went to a ghetto as high school. It was over, it was across the street from Venice High School. Oh, Venice I went high to a ghetto as middle school. It was across the street from Venice High School. I think you're talking about yeah, Venice. Venice. You went to Venice High? No, no, I went to Mark Twain from middle school. Mark Twain, which is across the street from Venice. And uh-huh. then, like in sixth grade, we were on the news because like there was like a Mexican and black people like war in my middle school. And then the fucking not, not surprised. Yeah, not dude, the, in 2006. Those were like tension times. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how the same thing is always in Long Beach. It's always going to be with the Mexicans and, and the Asians, like Cambodians, you know, and everything. Cambodians out here be crazy? Oh, they'd be ruthless. Back in the 90s and stuff, it was ruthless. But I think it calmed down now, you know. But uh, you still see stuff here and there, like fights, but it, not not that much. Yeah, it looks like it's calmed down a lot. When I parked like a block away, I walked by a church, which is like on the other side, basically. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, wholesome. It's nice. It's cool. I mean, you have your areas like where it's good, but it's more it's more it's more hood hood if you go over the seven ten freeway. Yeah, that's west side. That's west side Long Beach. They, they don't fuck around. Oh my god! What, what's it? It's always freeways that divide the communities. Like one side of the freeway is gonna start getting nicer, and the other side just got real shittier. Well, they call West Side Long Beach the island. Cause you know Ooh. it's almost like an island. Cause you have West Side, then you have to go to another bridge to go to Wilmington. So that's like an island. So you got the when you go over seven ten, you got the L.A. River. Then you have the seven ten, and you have West. You're in West Side Long Beach. Then all the you have to go to another bridge over. They can be to go to Wilmington to the Harbor area. So that's what they call it, the island. Holy shit, bro! Those people are fucked. <laughs> it's uh it's crazy out there, man. There's some it's it's just some shit, but um, 
yeah, I just try to just, you know, stay home or do the podcast or at my girl. or yeah, keep busy, man. Keep busy. And even in this area, like between me and you, even though it is used to be like ghetto, it seems like a lot nicer. It calmed down a lot. Yeah, it seems um, nice. They're cleaning everything up, you know. They're making the, you know, like, we you know, we go on the blue line and everything. Mm-hmm. They're making new trains like Bellflower here to get ready for the Olympics. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. they're trying to make the swimming pool. I think the bids for it, I don't know, but correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if it's in 2026. I don't know anything about it, the Olympics, but they're gonna be. It's gonna be in LA. So that's yeah. cool as fuck, bro. You know what? I got confused for the marathon just now. <laughs> I thought you were like they're building these trains for the marathon. It's gonna be that big. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of businesses are opening up and everything, and um, there are a lot of you know because ever since Boeing the airport closed down, they moved to the East Coast, oh, and Toyota uh, moved to the Austin. So we don't know what was gonna go on with the Grand Prix in Long Beach. Which is kind of where they make all their good money for all the really, the, mm-hmm, yeah. So they're trying to bring um, whatever they can more revenues for uh, tourists to come. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the entrepreneurs, the uh, the rich people, are buying up all these vacant uh, old apartments and they're tearing mm-hmm. them down and making condominiums. Whoa. So they're jacking up the prices. That's why you see a lot of little by little. Long Beach is getting more expensive. That's the same thing what's going on with Watts. You heard about what's going on with Watts? What? Watts is getting gentrified? Mm-hmm. What's yeah. happening? So, you know, they're making the LA Ram Stadium, right? Yeah. So everyone's all, you know, Inglewood, like all that stuff. So there's a lot of um, businesses where there's a whole bunch of vacant. They're just buying everything, mm-hmm. tearing them down and making more huge, nice condominiums. They want to make wow. it more like a little hipsterish. How it was at Silver Lake? Wow, they're they're fucking. This is what this is what I said in the beginning. Where they're moving the people who were there, like Mexicans and black people, more south. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to go to Moreno Valley. That's why we're getting. We don't have to. We're getting pushed yeah. as peoples. Because then all these p- places that are, have been notoriously Mexican and black, like Watts, like Long Beach, uh, Mexican and Asian, are just getting gentrified out because of these white. Motherfuckers. Yeah, it's, it's it's getting crazy, you know, with the uh, with Trump and everything. What's going on with this whole thing? Uh, I don't know. This is a conspiracy thing, but I heard something about with our we do your income tax and everything, mm-hmm. where they said they that the federal wants to duck each of us our income tax maybe a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars out of our income tax. You know, whatever the federals, so they can build the fucking wall. Get the fuck out of here. This is something where for me, if you do the math. To a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars for each person who does federals, like this is going to go to certain things to build the watch, or, you know, whatever. That's a lot of money. It's uh, That's a lot know? of money. And uh, also, it's just, I don't know. I mean, how do you how do you see your point of views with, with what's going on with Trump and society now? Because I like to hear your shit. You got some shit, man. You got some good shit. I think uh, we've all been fooled as we always do, man. Trump came in saying that he's going to do this and that. And he's been trying hard, but not really, man. He's been a piece of shit for the most part. He declared a national emergency, if I'm correct, Mm -hmm. recently to fund the wall because um, he just got the bill passed saying that they are going to make it. And then it's bullshit because I think, what is the total now? How much are they asking? Do you know? I Oh, maybe over a trillion? Fuck, no, they're not asking that much. (laughs) 42 billion? It has to be 42 or something. For what I know, like he wanted originally 25 billion. And then he, they were like, nah. And he was like, all right, can I get $15 billion? And they were like, nah. And then he eventually was like, all right, let me just get $5 billion. And I think that's the last one that I heard that they didn't say not to. So I'm thinking that might be the, the cost of what it's costing now. Mm-hmm. So 
from what I know is that Trump has already done shady business in New York. He when he bought all those houses in New York, he got like fucking the mafia's help, and then he fucking didn't pay the workers. He was a piece of shit to a lot of people. The the what he's trying to do with the wall, what I think is that he's trying to get these five billion dollars as he declared national emergency to get the funding for. He's trying to get this five billion dollars so he can give his friend those five billion dollars. His friend is gonna take pocket four point nine billion dollars. He's gonna invest a hundred million dollars into actually building the wall. He's, he's and then the, he's gonna outsource it to Mexico. Let's say mm-hmm. Trump has already been known to do that. Where remember when Puerto Rico got really fucked up? Yeah, they know, did shit. They not only did they do shit, the little of the shit that they did, which is send five hundred million dollars to Puerto Rico. He Trump. This is you can look this up on Google. Trump gave that to his. Son-in-law, his um, his daughter's husband. Yeah. He gave that money to have Puerto Rico to him, five hundred million dollars. He outsourced the help to the Puerto Rican people, right? So that basically meant he kept like four hundred million dollars and only used a hundred million to give to the Puerto Rican people to rebuild their society. Yeah, is this something where he knows the he knows the game? With he the money knows and the tax right. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, he, that's why he always fought for bank security for bankruptcy. Like he wouldn't. Oh wow! Yeah. It was just a lot of stuff like that. And and um, I, I mean, hearing Joe Rogan and hearing the podcast, what's going on with with Trump and a lot of these uh, fake uh, social medias with Russia mm-hmm. and you know, or with the Saudis and mm-hmm. what's going on. I mean, it kind of makes you think, like, okay, is this gonna be? Are we ready for a change in two thousand twenty? Oh, yeah, what I mean, do you think? Man? I think I don't know. I mean, Republicans, it's all about money, but with Democrats, I mean, for the people. But I mean, I don't know. It's just to me, it's it just. Luckily, I don't have cable, so I don't know what goes on. To see what's on social media with Instagram and CNN, mm-hmm. but you know, there's always gonna be a lot of fake news. But you don't know what's. You gotta what, watch out with CNN too. Yeah, because CNN is fake news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Washington Post. You know, because the guy who owns Washington Post, I think he owns Amazon. Oh, yeah, he's uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he's Bezos. a fucking billionaire. Yeah, don't trust any... Honestly, we, when it comes to news outlets, we shouldn't trust any of them. Mm-hmm. I like to get my news from Vice. They keep it real. Yeah, Vice is dope, man. They, they kept it real with that. Remember, did you see that documentary where they... Uh, in Brazil or something? Mm-hmm. They have that one powder they use blow on somebody's face, and then they can, like, mind control you for the next 30 minutes or some shit. No. So a lot of people are being woken up with our kidneys and organs because, like, somebody just passed by them in the street, just blew some shit in their face. What the and, fuck? Bro, Vice reported on this. They fought... They they uh, they got a guy who's in, from that community that, that it happens a lot in. They got... Um, they got him to go out, buy some, bring it back to the van, document how it looks. They, they were all super careful about it. Fuck, man. Is this, man, there's just so much stuff going on in, in, the, in the United States with everything. I feel like, I, to me, I feel like right now the world's against us. The United States, you know, like, fuck Trump and this. It's always going to be, it's almost like now we're in the new Cold War. With, with cyber, that's true. With that's cyber. true. You're 100 percent correct, bro. It's a informa- It's a it's a information war right now. It's like with Russia and, and the United States, you know, with Trump. You know, what's the first? What's the two people you're probably going to see on Twitter the most? Kanye or Trump? Yeah, literally, what? Kanye or Trump. And it's weird that you know, like with Trump, he can say whatever he wants, but with certain people, we can't say because if not, we'll get banned for saying that. I feel like people are just kind of like watching how people say or if you talk bad about Trump you get banned mm-hmm. I don't like that 
I don't like that either. It's, there's been a lot of censorship going on right now. I uh, I called out the um, owner of Instagram, Kevin, whatever, on my story. I mm-hmm. said like, "You motherfuckers are censoring my shit. You guys are not letting me publish my content. I know my Wi-Fi works. I know my Sprint connect, my connection works. Mm-hmm. I why can I upload it on my sister's phone, but not on my phone? Like, what what's what's up with this bullshit censorship wow. Instagram? So basically, I knew that. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter were gonna go, and Google were about to go to court, like a like a maybe that week that I got censored. So I put on my Instagram, Kevin, you will have your day in court, right? Literally seven days later, Kevin from Instagram steps down from being the CEO of Instagram. He had his day in court. He saw how fucked up the whole system was, and he was like, "I'm good. Let me get my money and bounce." That's what he did. Yeah, so that's the same thing what goes on with uh with Twitter too. Yeah, with Twitter. Did you hear the episode with uh, Joe Rogan? I get he had the the the, uh, the CEO of Twitter. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, I was, and, but they're gonna do a part two because there's certain things that a lot of people were saying. Well, how come you're not talking about Alex Jones who got banned? You know, yeah. if you're saying all that stuff, but it's like, well, I'm not doing anything. It's the whatever who's ever controlling that. Where they say, well, I think it's because you know those people, those uh, who work for Silicon and all that. Those are probably the ones who are who are probably Trump supporters and stuff, mm-hmm. and they don't like. Well, like, well, that's bad, bad social media. Business, we're, yeah. for, we're gonna ban them because it's too much. Yeah, they literally you know? want to quiet people's voices so that they won't be able to like spread information. You know, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, also. Um, <clears throat> Damn, we're, I, this is good. I mean, this is really, really good. Um, what do you think about uh, what's going on with? Um, I know we were talking earlier. I think I, you know, I told you about like the the person from the Empire, Jesse. Oh yeah, 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 Jesse Pelusa. Yeah, Jesse Pelusa. That what do you think is that? Is that kind of like being like a boy cry wolf? Like being like, oh, you know, because that's being worse than a boy cry wolf. Uh-huh. That's like if wolves never came in that story, and then everybody still believed the kids, so then they went to go burn all the wolves around the area. But why would you make something up saying like two people, two white guys, who two Nigerians? Raided. No, no, two Nigerians. Yeah, but there was he was saying the thing. It was two white guys with mega hats. You know, make America great again hats. You know, like they they bleached them and tried to hang them and stuff like that. And oh. say, well, where's the cameras? We see your phone. No, it can't. Well, we're trying, well, we say it was in this area. You're mm. at Subway. This okay? Where's this? Ah, uh, no. And it was just made up a lie. You was, know. He that's, made, that's he made it all up. up. Yeah, he made it all up. And you had all, everyone all with them, and now it's more like now with whoever does whoever if someone went through an incident like that, it's like oh he's probably faking it. Mm-hmm. You know, with social media, it's just like you don't know, man. It's it's crazy. I just I don't know what that, that situation is fucked up, man. Because he just, it's like the boy cry wolf, like how you said. It's like. Now people that really do have maybe a story like that who that is real, they they'll maybe one or two people will not care about their story, and those one or two people matter. I heard he was a liar. He's always been a liar, but there's people like that. It's just come on, man. It's like if you know, just you don't have to be like that and make up a lie. Then you're doing that with the Chicago police. They don't fuck around. They know, like, well, and they 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 made a thing like this guy. He wanted more money because he was gonna. They were gonna write him off the show. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Well, what am I gonna do?" You know, come on, that's the stupid shit, man. 
It's fucking crazy. Bro. I know. So, uh, how long have That's you been? Fun. I know. How long? <laughs> I wouldn't fucking do that. <laughs> no, me neither, bro. You know well, the consequences he's facing right now? He's like, nobody's going to talk to him for the next 30, 40 years, bro. You cannot be like that. It's like, you know, we could do a podcast and people could hear it. It's like, wait, and there's people who backtrack stuff. I had, a, I had some people who backtracked, like, everything, like, to see if I was being legit or not. There's people like that. Like, bro, Kevin Hart got fucked like that, bro. Recently for the Emmys, like, or the Oh, for the Twitter shit? Yeah, he was, like, he said something about faggot in 2010 when, you know, everybody was using faggot or saying that's gay to things, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just saying it. It was a part of the American culture and the lingo, you know. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he's going to get screwed for that. Eight years later, and not be able to host the Oscars, like bitch. The people from the Oscars knew that they were that they needed some PR, so they, <laughs> they fucking hired him, and then they knew that he already had this tweet, so they put somebody else out to release it, like it was like a bad tweet, and then boom. And what did he do? What did he do? He went to at the Ellen show. Yeah, and then he went on the other show. So if anything, you know who won at the end of this? Both of them. The Oscars got more publicity. Kevin Hart got more publicity because he also went on the Breakfast Club to talk about it. Um, dude, I love, I love that. I love. Did you see that episode with uh, with Soldier Boy? Yeah, and Drake. <laughs> what the fuck? Like I wrote that stuff for Drake. You know, I'm the one. He was well, actually he he's is crazy, the one. Bro. He's the one who started the whole thing with social media and this, and mm-hmm. he's the one who started it all. You know, he did, bro. Man, Soldier Boy deserves, deserves a lot of credit but then he also didn't do anything after <laughs> yeah he makes some video games with copyrights and he's games. getting sued like by nintendo for like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. yeah i like uh, i like yeah that's that's fucked up but uh with that breakfast club with Charlemagne and those guys he, he comes hard yeah bro he came hard as fuck he's like you gonna tell me my album's not better than tiger the motherfucker who uh, got his lady taken by uh, Travis Scott? You gonna tell me he what? <laughs> oh yeah, man. I and then when they brought up Drake, they were like, you, "The motherfucker from Degrassi." <laughs> <laughs> How um, how's that? What do you think about the music scene now? With like, what like, is this just different with like rap, hip hop? You listen to rap and hip hop? Yeah, it's shittier, man. <laughs> you want to? you like? Are you into the whole mumble shit? Uh. I'm I'm into whatever sounds good. Let's just say that, right? Yeah. Some of the mumble shit might sound good. A lot of it sounds like shit, right? I heard like some of the, the I don't I don't I don't know I don't, I don't want to say, but I heard with the mumble stuff that they were so fucked up. But when they go on stage, they have a person next to them like, hey, what did I say? Oh, you said this, this, this. It's like okay, so like that because they were so mm-hmm. fucked up when they did the the songs and everything. They don't know what mm-hmm. to say. So just mumbling. I don't like it. My it's, girl don't like it. It's, it's laziness. Cause look, man. You know what song that's not mumble but still kind of like that mumble shittiness is that Tatiana song. Have you heard it? Uh-uh. It's like it's like this it's like this new song that's like number one on these billboards or whatever it is, right? It's very popular, right? Uh-huh. So th- this song sounds like um, one of the hooligans, one of the cholos that hang out in the alley where I live in, mm-hmm. where, where I where I stay. At. They they fucking it sounds like they made it in their car, right? Mm-hmm. And it's on the radio, right? Yeah. How hard was it back in the days, you know, like in the 90s to get on the radio, especially for hip hop or rap? Hard. Hard as And this fun. is with before social media, with like maybe early with the internet, with with uh, uh, Windows, was it American Online? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was hard. It, it was hard as fuck. So you know the only rappers or hip hop artists that got on the radio were like the best of the best, right? Mm-hmm. So compared to this... 2019 bullshit song that sounds like it was made in like fucking on a SoundCloud iPhone, right? Whatever. Compare that to like a Tupac song that was on the radio. 
Are you gonna tell me one's not better than the other? Yes, bitch. Tupac is way better than fucking this new song, mm-hmm. and it's indicative of like it's the new, the older stuff. It just it just took way more fucking talent to make it, and that's why this new shit gets passed on being D rated mm-hmm. rap. Yeah, I just, I like the the hip hop and the rap back then because they they're they're more lyrical. They talk about life and everything, and mm-hmm. this one with Correct. this whole. Takashi six nine all this. So, Takashi, what was Takashi ever talking about? I don't know. You me neither. See, that's why he's in jail. <laughs> and that's why he's getting. That's why he's getting Vaseline in his ass. Nah, he ain't getting Vaseline. He's got a whole booth in the studio. <laughs> but, I, but I heard he might get out. I think he's not gonna do forty five. He's gonna get out. But he's gonna be a witness protection. But you cannot do what you're gonna do anymore. Nah, man, you're fucked. If honestly, Takashi, I forgot what comedian said this, but Takashi should just go to Sweden where there's no beef and just have a recording studio, make all the great music, and fuck it, make millions. Be, be like a Tupac. He can be, he can hit another platinum record if he wanted to. Yeah. Because he just got like the fucking masses like that, right? But he's a bitch, man. He started ratting on everybody. He narked everyone. Everybody. Bro, he narked. I I don't know who was the one who was to get deported in England. That one rapper. Uh, what? Uh, was it? 21? Oh, Twenty One Savage. Yeah, I heard he said something about him too. You think so? Maybe, man. Maybe. It's conspiracy, dude. You know why that might be true though? Because uh, I think Twenty One might be a blood, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. He's from the Atlanta side of the fucking uh, country. Yeah. And I feel like Takashi, being a blood, and you know himself, Treyway, all that from New York. There was like maybe connections between those bloods in New York and the bloods in Atlanta, where he might have seen some shit or heard about some shit about like some because uh, he got busted for racketeering, which is like uh, fucking selling guns, all that shit, like making a lot of money and not paying taxes. I heard about some murders too. Oh shit, man! I didn't know about that, but yeah, some murders. <laughs> yeah, there were some murders. There was he, hits and everything. He's probably been yeah. I don't think he's ever been like the one to shoot the pull the trigger. He seems like a bitch. I think it was the other guy. Those yeah, uh, but he was there though in the room. Yeah, Trey and Wayne. if you're if you're there in the room, then you're still accomplice to that murder, you know? Yeah, I don't know. A lot of us, this, I mean, you know who does? Uh, Xavier from George Perez Stories. He knows all that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The homie. Yeah, shout out to the homie Xavier, man. He's Xavier. a shit, bro. And shout out to uh, his podcast called Tinfoil Hats We Does with Sam Tripoli. That's the conspiracy that, That's the nitty gritty, bro. That's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to every week, man. That and, uh, you know, can't forget about the, the bread and butter, bro. Fucking um, GPS, George Perez Stories. George Perez. Yeah, that's what he started on. So. 100th episode. Episode almost coming up. I know, man. I'm fucking I'm a big fan, bro. You gonna go? You gonna house? Of, I think he's gonna have a house, a house of Eden. Bro, I went to a house of Eden my first time for uh, Side Dick's birthday last year. Oh, for, I was supposed to go. I didn't go. Should have gone, bro. I want to go. I'll it get was dull, bro. I get fucked up. <laughs> bro, when I got there, I got there like maybe five minutes before Eddie showed up. Yeah. Eddie showed up, went straight to the bathroom, threw up. For reals? Yeah, he's lit as fuck, bro. He just fucking fucking side dick, man. Just so drunk, bro. I see. Uh, do you ever go on uh, Be Real TV? Uh, yeah, just to watch the smoke box with like mm-hmm. Joey, Ezon. Felipe. Ezon. Yeah. yeah. Have you? Have you well, I have. I, I know about Ezon. Uh, I just I, I'm a, I'm a fan. Like I've heard his stuff on the podcast of GPS. Yeah, I know he gets you shout outs on the GPS. He's on uh, Biz Collective and all those. Bzz, yeah, yeah. I'm hung out with the uh, fucking. Uh, to play Tommy from uh, he owns bit. He yeah, owns. He, he's he's a little something else, man. He's cool as fuck, bro. Man, I, I met him at the comedy store with George. Is that the day? Well, okay, I think I was there at the comedy store when uh, they did a, a, a Sam Tripoli had it. It was with George Perez, uh, Felipe Esparza, 
uh, oh man, he had a, a, a special guest. Joe Rogan was there. Damn, he did an appearance. Man. I was like, what? That's fucking. Dumb. It was badass. Yeah. And, and, and Sam Tripoli was there. It was it was a good it was a good. Lineup. Those shows are really good. Really, and it really was like, good. what's the one if you go in the back of the comedy store? You go upstairs. Like you go all the way in the hall, then you go. Oh, all the, the belly room. Yeah, that's the belly. That's room. That's the one. So that's the one. That's a tight area. Yeah, that that seats like uh, eighty capacity compared to the OR. That seats two fifty. The main room seats three fifty. They say that to do the belly room is the hardest room to do because it's. What do you mean by that? Like, it's just fuck, man. I don't it's know. too tight. Is it's a tight room, and you know, because Joey Cocodilla, shouts to him. He always talks about that on his podcast. He, um, I think he he references the belly room in a way that like because it's so small, like it's easier to do a bigger audience because if you do a joke, it might not hit with like the first thirty people, but you have two hundred other people that might laugh. And then in the belly room, if it doesn't hit with those thirty people, like you, like it did in the main room, that's thirty out of eighty people. So that's like almost half the room not laughing. So it's a little harder. So the main room. The belly room and there was another room. The original room. Yeah. The original room. Have you been? Have you done that one? I've done. Uh, I've, I've had the pleasure of performing in all three rooms. All three rooms, even yeah. the main room. Yeah. Oh wow! When yeah. it's like super packed. Yeah, I did Kill Tony. There was like over like I want to say over hundred fifty oh, people. Oh, Kill Tony. Yeah, I did that like years. Tony, shout out to Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, how? Shut now. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really, really care for him, man. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that they had. They used to do podcasts. I don't only really see the do the comedy store podcast is down there and they have I don't know the, oh the basement yeah the basement. yeah they fucking yeah. made the basement into a podcast studio and like a studio where you can film that's not bad yeah they're fucking being smart about it man they're kind of just taking the idea that one of my homies had uh two of my homies um Eric Abonante and Niles Abstin I'm not sure if you've seen their stuff on Instagram or YouTube uh-huh. it's a uh, channel 310 mm-hmm. they produce a bunch of shows and they've been basically doing they've they, they've Comedy store is just kind of like taken up from where what they were doing because the comedy store has all these comedians that are good that don't really fucking go on tour that much that they have all this space downstairs to make the podcast studio to make the studio and I feel like man they're just copying my homie so fuck uh, the comedy store no just kidding <laughs> yeah um, how do you see the comedy now or I mean everyone's all talking about comedy con the comedy now is like in the golden age yeah I heard Joe Rogan say that man and it's uh, it was in the golden age like. Let's say last year and up to when I started. Let's say it was, and then now it's kind of on the decline. Really? As far as like, um, it's it's a golden age if you're fucking already established. But, but like, as what far for new, for new like new new for, comedians for new comedians, it's way harder. <laughs> it's not the same as it used to be, man. Mm-hmm. The fucking um, there's always a certain amount of slots like every year, right? So mm-hmm. how many people are gonna get on? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's always a certain amount of people that are already on. They're gonna jump off, so it's more slots. So right? you want to just stay focused on like going to the comedy store or go to Laugh Factory, or Hollywood I, Improv, I, Brea. I got into the comedy scene doing my first spot at the comedy store, Belly Room, which yeah, is yeah. amazing, right? And uh-huh. I and I treated the comedy store like it was mecca, like it was like is yeah. like that's the shit. But over the years, I'm starting to see it for what it really is, which is like just another fucking place, man. It's not that important. It used to be. A, much more important but like the way it's ran now it's more like um it's more like a everything's like a big click right it's like high school alliances it's a big time alliances right oh wow so yeah yeah it's like you have you know the monday night open mic they have at the comedy store it's called potluck they've been doing it for like 40 years let's say right a long time Mm -hmm. that shit is rigged how is that shit fair to the 150, 200 people that sign up if you're going to rig the same 10 people on the list every time? 
That's not fair. I've done the math. Each one of us has like a Do point. Do they have pick them like in a bowl and like pick one? They literally have 200 people sign a list like that, like just on a regular notepad. And then they go in the back, cut them up, and then put it in a fucking um, a bucket. And then they choose them randomly. They do not choose them randomly. The first name on the list for potluck, there's 15 comedians, 15 spots. The first name is always a funny name. If you, if Mega Man went there and literally put his name, Mega Man, on the comedy store fucking potluck, people who have been going there signing up with their real name for the last three years every Monday who have not gotten up, you signing your name Mega Man that one day that you go to sign up on Monday, you will be the first comedian to perform on the potluck. That is facts. Damn. You gonna tell me that's not rigged? Anytime somebody's name is like Bumfuck McGee, number one. Uh, Mystery Dan, number one. Mega Man, number one. They put a, a like a, a like a unique name, let's say, at the number one spot. Like it's not a real name, obviously. Mega Man, you know, it's fucking the video game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a real. It, it is a real name, but it's not like one that you're. Like it's not your like government name, let's say. Mm-hmm. So since it's fun and nice and unique, they want to see that person number one and see what they're about. Oh. But what I'm pointing to is that it's all rigged, though. Because this one guy runs a show in Hollywood, he gets on the Comedy Store potluck open mic like every other week. Mm-hmm. The chances for everybody is like 0.25%. So you're going to tell me he hit this shit four times in the last two months? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. It's super clicky and it's bullshit. That's why you got to find the people who you love, like my homies at Goon Squad. My homies at Channel 310, like, we're all together. There's, like, 12 of us, and we're all fucking funny. And is that the one, the Channel 3, is that the, like, you're doing, so is that the one that you did, I don't want to, you know, I hope I'm doing this right, where you talked about there's, like, a three fans, you know, is that the one with the big dude in the back? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoking a cigarette? Yeah, that's exactly it, bro. We talked about the fan? Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly <laughs> he was a Mexican fan? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I was laughing, dude. Thank you, bro. That you, shit bro. was funny. I've been working that joke for a cool minute, man. I, uh, I fucking wrote it down one night. I was just, it was like last year during the summer. I was so hot. I was like, fuck, bro. What a kind of AC. I know. <laughs> so I was like, white people like it at 68. Black people, I think, 72 to 73. The Mexican people at a fan speed three. Because <laughs> I'm cracking that shit up with no AC. Oh man, that shit was. I, uh, that cracked me up, man. I was like, fan speed three. Because <laughs> that's the highest way it can go, but it's going to yeah. throw, throw a heater. Yeah, it's no heat. Yeah, exactly, bro. Oh man, dude. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's the High Tonight Show uh, produced by my homie um, uh, Victor Martinez, Eric Albanante. Is it, is it only online or is it on? No, um, yeah, it's only online. It's like a, it's like a show that they mm-hmm. put on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not a podcast. They, they make sure, like, uh, my homie uh, Eric helps. Uh, he writes a whole monologue, yeah. which is like the minute that the host, Victor, just says before, uh, before everything starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's badass. Yeah, so it's cool as fuck, man. Come through one night, bro. You're dude, invited, bro. I'm down. Dude, I'll fuck you. You're invited. You know, I'm come down, dude. Me. I'm family with everybody, so you know your family. Let me know what's the date. I'll go. I'll take the day off from work. Well, you know? whenever you can get a Saturday night off, I can just shoot through, man. Because uh, that's I, the day we usually... Uh, Saturday night? Yeah. And what do you guys uh, do it at? Like in LA? Yeah, like, and it's not too far. It's not like all the way in LA. It's over on Venice and Western. So let's say. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you know the area. So. Yeah, Western. Okay, well. Yeah. Fine. I could just take Western going all the way straight up. L- literally, you can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I that takes too long. We better get on the one ten to the ten. Do you ever do? You ever go to like the Laugh Factory or or Hollywood Empire? Dude, I've been I've been here four years almost. I've never done the Laugh Factory. Never what? stepped foot in that bitch. What? It's just not a place that's like super welcoming to new comedians. How about the Hollywood Improv? Oh yeah, bro. I performed there a bunch of times. I performed mm-hmm. in their uh, small room and their main room. The piano. Are there is, are there any other comedy shows like you know instead of like you know like the Ha Ha the, uh, the you know Laugh Factory Hollywood Improv uh, the comedy store are there other like com- comedy stores where you kind of recommend for like. You know, like you know, like for the small ones, you know, and everything. Like, well, check it out. You know, not like too crazy, but like just check out some upcoming people. Yeah, I would definitely recommend the comedy store. And not only that, I would recommend Comedy Chaos, which is a show that you went to with Sam Tripoli. Yeah, he yeah, hosts. yeah. Because he brings on great comedians, like like how you said uh, Joe Rogan stopped by. And Brandon Shaw. Brandon Shaw. Isn't like, that weird seeing Brandon Shaw perform? He's an MMA fighter. Nah, I don't think it's weird because I. I, I rarely saw him I rarely saw him as an MMA fighter because I never really looked at his fights coming up I only really knew him when he was doing the the fight of the kid I, I listened to that yeah when he did it's, yeah I like him and Brian Callen yeah they're funny bro right. the thing about them I like that is that they're both just fun like even though like some people like I'm actually go talk shit to uh, Brendan saying that like man I don't like these uh, people just turn into comedy later in their life taking our spots you know you know I you can probably go back and find it but Joy Cocodillas was talking mm-hmm. about if Mitzi was alive and saw it's like I wouldn't have Brandon Shaw do that but be a comedian at the comedy he wouldn't have that she Mitzi was like she had handpick her people how who they want. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's different, man. I'm not sure if like there were shows that were run at the comedy store that were not Mitzi shows. I think there might there there has to have been right, but I think there's more shows now that are not run by the comedy store, mm-hmm. like Sam Tripoli's Comedy Chaos, where he every hit, Tuesdays, huh? Every Tuesday, it's when, crazy. It's so crazy, bro. I went last. I went like a, two months ago, with my lady, bro, and we saw Felipe. That's one of the reasons we went, bro. Because rarely you see Felipe go to a comedy store. Rarely, yeah. So we fucking, as soon as I saw that he was uh, playing, I bought tickets like immediately. Yeah, that's the same thing that happened when Sam Tripoli did a show while I was on a Friday and at the at the belly room and Felipe was there and I think tickets were 10 bucks. Ah! Joe Rogan, you had Sam, Felipe Esparza, George Perez, so Sam Tripoli. So you had a, cheap, who's that one? Uh, oh, Yarbrough, that white guy. He's like, hey, man. Yar, what's his name? Yar, Justin, Justin Yarbrough. Uh, yeah, Yarbrough. Oh yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, he's yeah. funny. Yeah, bro, he's dope. He's, he's funny. I saw too. him, and I was like, tickets were sold out quick. I got mine. I was like, this is this is wow. Yeah, bro. Like people pay like let's say thirty bucks each, forty for each of those comedians you saw. But ten dollars. Yeah, no. So I'm saying that's a fucking deal that you get at the store. That's why I recommend the store because we, we said earlier. And I was like, I, that's like my second time I've been there. The last time I went to the comedy store is when I went to go see Brian Callen and uh, Brian Shaw perform at the you know the main room. The main room. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was different. Yeah, those motherfuckers kill that shit. And I guess he walk around like, oh shit, because I remember. Um, at the time I was when I was with my ex, we saw Chris Rock in the hall, in the oh, hallway. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" And it's like you know uh, Bobby Lee. 
Mm. You know, Theo Vaughn. That's cool as fuck. Well, yeah. I saw Sebastian in the hallway once. Sebastian? Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. He just sold out Madison Square. Oh, his his stuff is on Net- his, his shows on Netflix. Yeah, just released. I, yeah, I haven't I haven't it's checked funny, it out. Bro, the special's fun to check it out. <laughs> it's like a good family special too, man. Really? That's the good thing about Sebastian. You can play it loud and not have to worry about like some nasty shit being said. Because he's like a good comedian without being like fucking like Joey. Even though I love Joey and I prefer that style. I like Joey Cookadillas. His shit's like straight up raw. His shit's like straight up. Super raw, bro. Yeah. Super raw. Shout out to uh, Joey, man. Shout out to George Paris for introducing me to Joey, man. He's uh, yeah. That's yeah. That's what. Uh, that's George Perez is one of the reasons why I started doing podcasts. When George Perez was on the Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan said, "Hey, you should do a podcast." He's like, "Oh yeah, I should do it." A couple weeks later, I subscribed, found it, and you know, I and Same I here, hear it. And, and that's when I when I heard the George Perez, I didn't even know who Felipe Esparza was. I didn't even know who Martin Moreno. Mm-hmm. So I was like new to the game and I started following her. There are the podcasts and mm-hmm. spreads out. And I remember I did uh, George Perez's podcast mm-hmm. as a fan. Oh yeah, yeah! I yeah. remember that episode. Episode fifty. I listened. Oh, bro. I was nervous. I was like, we're talking about Craigslist. Was, oh yeah, <laughs> that shit was. A, I remember it was a good episode, bro. I, I was nervous. I'm dude. a fan, bro. I'm a fan. And everybody's like, you know, then I back and after that, I was going through my Mega Man rants with my baby mama. I was like, fuck this. It's like my some guys like, you still fucking podcast, and that's what I did. And um, fuck yeah, bro. When I started doing podcasts, uh, Martin Riz was like, you should do my podcast. So when he was telling me about, you know, like did a podcast, like talk, that's when he showed me about Anchor. Oh, nice. And Anchor, and he showed me everything, and I started doing my podcast on Anchor. Mm-hmm. And when I uh, put my what the episode out, it was supposed to be an intro, but I actually send it out on accident. Mm-hmm. So it was spreading out. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do a podcast too hard. Then all of a sudden, I got like a whole bunch of DMs like, hey, when's the next episode? Damn, cool. But I was like, I don't know what I was doing because was I it was like only for 30 minutes. I was mm-hmm. like, what do I write? So what I did is now I have to write segments, you know, cool stuff. Don't repeat yourself. Like, there's a lot of stuff I did. I was like, it was rough. It's but, smart, bro. It's but, smart. It, but now when I got to episode 18 or 19 and it started getting better, then you start finding your rhythm and, and everything. And it just, it got better. So That's awesome, man. the last year of uh, December, mm-hmm. I put a live. And I said, you know what? Get ready for 2019. I'm going to blow Megan Man's podcast out of the water. Mm-hmm. And I think that was being a little bit over too cocky or mm-hmm. too co- overconfident. But I had ideas where I, this is what I want to do. This is, I want to handpick the guests who I want because I like their, I like how they are and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I started bringing up guests here and there like, you know, like you, mm-hmm. uh, Huda Moreno, Tanya That's Estrada. Cool. Like people, like I want people to know, you know, and, and I, I gained a lot of new followers of like, who's like, I don't know the pocket, but once hearing your podcast, you know, like it's, it's, it's badass. And so it's a family, bro. It's family. So it's like a whole tribe, you mm-hmm. know? When I saw you on your stories, like you started doing a podcast, Roger, that is like, I subscribed oh, yeah. to it, man. Hey, thank you, bro. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Right now, I'm a little backed up. I, ha- I I still have three more episodes to go. It's oh, just that I listened to about 66 different podcasts. Oh, bro. That's amazing. This is too much. Yeah, yeah bro. I try to keep it down to the bare minimum. I can tell you um, on like my hands what I, can, what I follow. 
Uh-huh. It'd be like the main thing would be a tinfoil. Of course, yeah. You got George Prayer stories. Yeah, yeah. Homie. You got fucking uh, Your Mom's House podcast. Your Mom's House? Yeah, bro. You got to listen to that one. Who's that one? Drop everything else. Listen to this one, man. Your uh, Mom's House podcast? Yeah, by uh, Tom Segura and his wife, Christina Pajinski. Okay. Really funny podcast. What's up, fool? As of course. Know, of course, man. Not, I don't even subscribe to Joe Rogan because he has like... I, I only listen to Joe Rogan when he has comedians on. I don't give a fuck when he has a scientist... This person, that person, like, I want to laugh, you know. There's one episode I, you know, listen to comedy. I just heard this episode will change everything. He says in 10 to 15 more years, AI is going to take over the whole world. Where I did listen to that one. Yeah, the the Andrew, Andrew Lang? No. Oh, Andrew Lang. Oh. He's going to print for 2020 for potential for the Democrat, you know. But he's talking about where AI is it's going to be a lot more layoffs. So like workers, yeah, it's gonna be all AI robots and stuff at taking the, over. At the McDonald's by my house, man, they don't even want you like ordering at the register no more. They want you using the machines. Then. Yeah, I don't know why, but who's gonna make the fucking food? Some robots. Just gonna... But now that in China they're having like robots do surgery on you, because there's not that much there's not that much surgeon doctors over there. So now they're having robots now. You're doing it, but yeah, man. In China, you can get a whole new kidney for like fifteen thousand. Alright. Well we're gonna take a little beer break right now. We'll be back guys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's up everyone? Mega Man here. I wanna do a couple of plugs and shout outs before we get back to the episode. Um I wanna give a shout outs to my boy Miguel Rivera Matador. Shout outs to you. Check out his podcast called Squad and Solos. The Real Hair. Shout outs to you, girl. OG Thug Love 777. Shout outs to you. Fat Kid Treats. Shout outs to you, girl. We got to do a podcast soon. 28 Grams underscore. Shout outs to you. Unfiltered Brute. Shout outs to you. L underscore Big J. Shout outs to you. Erica Kirby. Shout outs to you. Also to my girl, Cynthia. Shouts to you, girl. I can't wait to see our baby in September. Shouts to you. Um, also, if you're looking for some good podcasts, uh, check out No Father, No Problem Podcast with my boys Frank and Chinook, man. Very, very, very good podcast. Check out my boy Chris G, Small Town Cali Podcast. Check that one out. And Straight Out of Fowers. Shoutouts to my boy Tito, The Hood Santa. He has a podcast called The Brick Podcast. Shouts to you. Lastly, check out my boy, Angel. He has a podcast called Let Me Know Pod. He's doing a contest. He's giving away two free tickets for this this Friday, March 1st at Harvell's. Martin and Huda Moreno are doing a comedy show there. And after the comedy show, there's a live band, Slaughter. Yes, Slaughter will be there. If you want to get these two free tickets, follow Hulu Moreno and Let Me Know Pod. Subscribe to both podcasts. And also, when you do, hear the episode. Because now, if you want to win these two tickets, the question is, how did Hooter get his name? If you know the answer, DM my boy Angel for Let Me Know Pod. And you can get those tickets for this Friday because it's going to be pandemonium at Harvell's. 
You know what, Rasa? Oh my gosh. Can't wait for that. Also, um, um, check out the latest episodes, uh, episode 39 with my boy Oak Creek from Orange County. Man, that was a very good episode. Shouts to you and your girl, man. Um, episode 40, again, Tito, the Hood Santa. One of the most coolest guys ever, man. That, to me, I did so much homework. Me and my girl did so much homework trying to make that episode, you know, to be so good, you know, try to have his story told, man. I mean, me, me and my girl were getting so much love from that episode, man. That's that episode will, will forever be in my heart, man. Shouts to you, Tito, man. Um, get better, man. About your shoulder, man. Get better. Um, also, episode forty-one. Check that out. I got Kiki Love and I got Chepo. They both have podcasts called Badass Chicas. And Dognor Podcast. It's awesome. I can't wait. And um, lastly, I just want to say this before we get back to the episode. Um, good things are coming. I have to say, good things are coming. Um, more guesses is going to come. Uh, me and my girl, we're going to sit down in April. And we're going to see um, what guesses we're going to have on. I'm trying to do about maybe 30 episodes and see if I can try to get, try to do 30 episodes in two months. And I'm going to put one episode out once a week because Megan Man is going to take about four to five to maybe six months off and just, you know, just put one episode a week and just focus on social media. Because if you guys haven't heard, uh, me and my girl Cynthia, we're going to be having a baby. And uh, our baby's due in September. So I'm going to be a little bit busy taking care of my girl and the baby. So this is the only time um, I'm going to go hardcore on, you know, getting the guesses. And I'm going to try to get everything done in two months. So I could be doing about four to maybe six podcasts, maybe a week and when I'm all done I'm gonna put one one episode out a week and uh, because Mega Man's gonna be you know taking a family leave and you know and uh, have a you know do a little baby bonding um, we don't know if it's gonna be a boy or a girl yet uh, we, we're gonna find out later but um, thank you for all the the love um, thanks and um, also I saw my daughter uh, Luna for the first time in two months, two and a half months, I was so um, I was so happy, and um, I bought my daughter a lot of stuff, and uh, she's getting way, way better, and um, I love her. You know, she looks way better. Her hair's growing. Um, I'm gonna see her. Th- this episode is gonna be out uh, probably on Thursday morning or Wednesday night. So. Um, I'm going to go see her on, on Thursday. Then I'm going to see her again on Sunday. I'm going to try to do whatever I can to see my daughter a lot. And um, um, with me and my ex, we came to an agreement. Let's focus on our daughter and everything. That's the least we can do. But uh, my daughter, Luna, she's getting way better. She got her weight back um, and everything. Um, she's just doing better. And uh, that's that's all I care about, man. Um, other than that, guys, uh, much love. Um, yeah, so uh, let's get back 
to the episode with me and Roger. Late. All right, we're back on. We had to take a little beer break. He got his second beer. I got my little pilsner from Russian Rivers, man. Yo, shout out to uh, fucking Mega Man because he, he has a chirping bird beer and some of the best IPAs I've ever had in my life. Usually IPAs kind of like give me... Usually I don't drink them, but this one is really good. <laughs> it's good. It's it, it's a it, it's a good beer. So. I knew I knew when I was gonna come on. I was gonna have some good beer, regardless of what I had, because Mega Man don't fuck with bullshit. I don't <laughs> I, I don't bullshit. So like with Eddie, there's some people who have them. Like, hey, you want to have a beer? No, I don't drink beer. It's like, okay, I have water or soda. Mm-hmm. But if they want craft beer, I mean, you know, I'll be ready. You yeah, know? thank you, bro. I, I, usually I don't get fancy. You know, I'm broke, so I just buy like the cheapest stuff. So this is this is a big, you know. What's the cheapest beer we you, you just like to drink? The cheap- it's like a fucking old English. Old English? Oh fuck! Yeah, I get that. The cheapest liquor. beer I ever got was like a, a two, like a four pack of four tall cans at Foodless. Were they two elevens? No, it was like a Dutch Holland. Is like some, is like these wannabe Heineken beers from Holland. Yeah. Dutch Republic. There's like tall cans, four of them for two ninety nine for a four pack. Cheap. But it will, it'll fuck you. Up. It was that's like six point like, five. That's like eight beers right there. Yeah, they were two really. Five. Say nines I had. That was my first beer I ever had when I when I was in high school. But not the forties. Used to be in the glass, like the ones at the growler ones. Well, that's fucking nice, bro. You don't see those that much. You don't see them at all anymore. Like beer inside like a glass like that. Yeah, like a little wine glass. Like what the fuck? It looks like uh, you know the the wine that comes uh, generic Giaro's family. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it came in that, but it's way nicer. If I'm gonna get like a good cheapy beer, I probably go with Paps. I go Paps. Oh, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I just started drinking again, dude. I'm not sure if you know this. Nah. Like, yeah, bro. I like stopped, liquor or just cra- or like just beers? Just beer in general. I, I stopped drinking for like three and a half years. Mm-hmm. From like 21 to like 24, really. Mm-hmm. I gave it up. Do you drink like only like craft beers or? I didn't drink nothing. I gave up liquor. Every oh, like now? I gave like, up alcohol for three and a half years. Oh, I don't years. do wine or alcohol. I don't do wine and, and liquor. Only craft beers. I just started doing uh, liquor recently, man. Let me know if you want to go to the breweries, dude. I, oh, I, I know a lot. I do. I know a lot of breweries where you're at. There's a good brewery in, in Boyle Heights. Oh, that's tight, bro. Indie Company Brewery. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking badass. El Segundo. Like you have a good brewery where you're at. El Segundo Brewery. Yeah, not too far away from me. Yeah. Good fucking shit. I've never been to, like, a brewery, man. Well, I've I, I had, but, like, not to, like, drink beer. Just to, like, you know, go hang out. Mm-hmm. Play some of their card games. I think usually some breweries have, like, a, like sections where you can, you know, you know, hang out and they have like a lot of like a chest or like a fucking um, oh yeah whatever. But I like to go when I I, I stop going to dive bars a lot. It's just I always feel like I get into fights, I get too drunk or this. But I've been going to breweries because um, you, when you meet the the people who make the craft beers, it's very humbling. It's almost like you know they they took the they, it's almost a passion they took to make. Let's say, for example, that beer that took about eight months to make that fucking beer alone. Mm-hmm. And you kind of want to, like, simmer it, respect it, drink it, mm-hmm. and don't get too crazy. And it's like, I like it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. It's like if I went to a, a fucking weed spot, I would love it if the guy that sold me the weed was the person that grew the weed. You know, I really smoke weed. I rarely smoke weed. Oh, bro, I smoke like a fish, bro. Fuck For real? Yeah, bro, I smoke before I came here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How is it, like, when you smoke, like, when you drive, do you feel like, ugh? Like, nah, bro, I smoke weed and drive all the time. 99% of the time that I'm driving. Is it weed. slow? It makes everything slow? No, it just makes everything normal, bro. <laughs> when I'm sober, it's weird. Oh, because you do it every day, huh? 
multiple times a day. Every uh-huh. day. I think if I do it, I'll get fucked up quick. Of course, yeah. If you if you don't smoke weed and then you smoke, you're like fucking wrecked. I what, there was a time back in the day when I was smoking a lot for like maybe th- like through two months straight, mm-hmm. and I felt like every time. You know when you smoke weed, it brings out the best, out the worst, and the best out of you, mm-hmm. and it brings all like you, like you're just holding shit in, mm-hmm. and for some reason the next day I feel like rejuvenated. I feel like wow. I feel like like confident. Like yeah, hell yeah. We do that to you, man. Weed has like all these like good chemicals in them, like CBD, THC, the one that gets you high. Mm-hmm. It has like 36 other like compounds in them that are like super good for our body. Mm-hmm. Like for your back, I have my messed up back or this, but I feel like, oh, I feel better and stuff. Yeah, you don't want to take pills. You rather just smoke some weed. It's way healthier for your body, I think. I fucked up. I went, George Perez inside the Getty one time. They invited me to go to the Ziggy shop on Beach Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So we went, we're looking. I'm like, I don't want to smoke. He's like, oh, try this lemonade. And it was an edible lemonade Damn, drink. Yeah, and he yeah. was supposed to give you little cups. This guy gave me like two big, like, I was drinking. Five lemonade, Damn. like big ones. Like, oh, this yeah. is good. And all of a sudden, like, it hit me in like 15 minutes. I told him, it feels like someone's massaging my head. Damn. And I, bro. and it took me 20 minutes. Well, from Long Beach over there, it took me about 20 minutes. You know how long it took me to go from, from there to come back? How long? Six hours. Damn. How far is it? Uh, it's probably maybe 20 minutes away. Six hours? I was well, fucked up. Where'd you go, bro? To Huntington Beach. <laughs> On accident? And, uh, yeah, I went to Long Beach. And I was driving like slow as fuck. I was driving the... I was paranoid, dude. I was like, I don't want to get a DUI. Oh my God, bro. So you were driving, what, like 10 miles an hour? I was like in the freeway, driving certain streets. I would take naps and go wake up in this, whatever. No way, bro. You were fucking wrecked. I was wrecked. It fucked me up for three days. Yeah, I believe that, bro. That lemonade shit. Yeah, I didn't do shit. It it messed me up. I had to go back and I had to go change and go. Luckily, the kids were with their mom. <laughs> but I was fucked up. I didn't so do funny, shit. Bro. You I would never do that shit again. I wouldn't recommend you do that shit again. <laughs> the only thing I do now is take edibles. Like, it hits you quicker. Mm-hmm. And I, I, use it, I use it for when I you know go to sleep and stuff. Yeah, but that's the best way to use it, honestly, to yeah. like wind down at the end of the day. Like, if I'm going to stay home and not do anything and I go out and stuff, oh, then yeah, I'll do it, yeah. Yeah, man, no big deal. But this depends on how many milligrams, because Joey Coco Diaz is like, well, take this or this or this, whatever. Like, he always talk about the starfishes. <laughs> the, the, the the stars of death. The, yeah, yeah, have you ever had those? Yeah, actually, I don't think those really work on me, man. I don't know. There's something about like like edibles that when they're in the gummy form, mm-hmm. they don't really hit me that hard. But when I have like a, a brand like Corova, yeah, which is like they sell like these edibles, brownies and, and cookies, mm-hmm. like that those edibles will fuck me up. But like the stars of death that Joe eats, like he eats like a billion of them. Like I I ate like. 375 milligrams and then I had some of the Jolly Ranchers too that which were like 150 total so I had like over like almost 500 milligrams and then I was kind of high kind of high yeah so it wasn't really that good but I had like a 250 milligram brownie from Corova Blitz. So, so I guess in a way, it's like the the brownies will get you more fucked up than the candies, uh, in, right? Yeah, the candies just don't do it for me. I don't know why. Huh. Always, always want to try, but I do want to go home. But if you try the brownies, I don't know what it is, but they, they pack a punch, dude. especially Corova. Like they taste disgusting. Like I'll throw up like halfway. I'll almost throw up halfway eating a brownie. 
but I'll just power it down with some water, and then I know it's worth it because in 30 minutes I'm going to be fucking like, fuck, dude. Look out for that brand when you go to a store. Like they're called Corolla. It has like a cow on it. With yeah. like a third eye in its middle. That's oh, how you know it's you, fucking tall. Yeah, third eye. You could, like to do that DMT shit. You want to see Jesus. Bro, I, I did some DMT. You um, did? My homie, he had it in like a, a vape form. And then um, supposedly like they do it a lot in Vegas where like there's this lady that will wrap a DMT cartridge in a burrito and then sell you the burrito for like 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, so you open up the burrito... You get the DMT cartridge, you put it on the battery, and you start vaping the DMT. Mm-hmm. And I did it like a fucking year ago, and then I did comedy like right after at the garage, mm-hmm. the garage mic. Mm-hmm. I was fucking high as fuck, dude. I felt like super spacey and uh, just lit as fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't last that long, though. Dang, that's, ba- that's crazy. That's like, oh my god. That's like, hold on for a second. Can you get the kids ready? My bad. Sorry, my kids are going to go with their baby mama later on today. <laughs> yeah. So, that's that's crazy, dude. Like, I was like, oh, shit, dude. I would get so fucked up if I did that shit, dude. Bro, man. I, I should have taken more hits off the DMT, man. I would have got higher. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know, man. Fuck, you do more than me. But when I see it, it's like, man, I would have been fucked up. I've been trying to get as fucked up as I can, thank the Lord. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped doing as many drugs as I used to, man. Uh, I was doing like a lot of acid mm-hmm. like, like three months ago, mm-hmm. and I had to stop that. I had like one real hard acid trip, and I was like, damn, bro, I'm seeing too much. <laughs> Have you, um, you know, that's, that's badass. Um, how, how, how's the podcast with you, with uh, Roger that now? It's great, man. It's giving me an opportunity to like um, talk my shit to the masses and I hang out with my homies too, you know. That is it is it new, like homie having your podcast now, like It's it, something that I've been wanting to do for like two years, so it's finally about time that I, you know, published it and made it official. And you do and you do one episode once a week? I do two a week. Two a week? Two a week? Okay. Yeah, I try to uh, I've been liking this week. I'm about to release two tonight, if anything. But. I, I I was doing two a week and too weak and there's times like it, it wears it wears you out I mean for me I don't think it wears me out because I'm I'm getting so fucked up before the- <laughs> <laughs> no for me for me to get the guests to see if they're gonna come on or not or the social pushing it out much I'm as I can you know stuff like that Yeah. the thing about uh, mine it's like I do one a week that's just me mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier for me on the guest side mm-hmm. and then uh, the one that comes out later in the week Will be the one with a guest. Mm-hmm. Also, so, so one solo and one guest. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, like yeah. my first one was by myself. My second one was a guest. Third one by myself. Fourth one was a guest. Fifth mm-hmm. one uh, releasing a guest. I'm not gonna keep it like only me all the time too either. But like you know, if I if I'll get a guest when I was gonna do it by myself, like I'll just have a mom. Mm-hmm. There'll be no problem. But like I definitely want to just have it like. I'll do one by myself, just like a Bill Burr has his Monday morning, Thursday morning podcast. Mm-hmm. That's how I was doing. I was, in the beginning when I did my podcast, I was doing a whole bunch of me by myself. I was like, well, because back in the day, I used to have a, a I used to be antisocial. Nice. I, you know, and it worked on my people skills and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, podcasts change a lot of my ways in my life and everything. That's so nice. when I have guesses now or do solos, I can do either way. So. Um, I try not to do solos that much, but only if it's something different where, you know, I want to do a solo for the fans. Talk about current events or, 
you know, talk about what's on my mind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because um, the reason why I was doing solo ones is um, to get the podcast out. Mm-hmm. But also, if you go back, I was doing a Basiria parts called The Mega Man's Life, which talked about when I was a baby till now about my life, my troubled life, and mm-hmm. how I got my life back together, redemption and all that. So that, I was kind of glad I finished that because it, it was kind of uh, taking its toll because... You know, I want people to understand me. Yeah, bro. You fucking got it all fucking nice and neat now, bro. You fucking got this podcast going. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> I got you, know? you, man. You got you, you get shouted. I hear Mega Man like every other episode gets shouted. Is it catchy? On. Is it catchy? Huh? Yeah, bro. Everybody loves saying it, bro. Mega Man. Because like Felipe says it every other episode. Yeah. GPS always drops your name. So Eddie drops yeah, your name all yeah, the time. Yeah. yeah, I just... I. Yeah, Mega Man is cash. But everyone tells me, what's Mega Man 6980? What's 6980? It's like... Well, June 9th, 1980, that's when I was born. (laughs) So, that's the favorite game. Like, people always like, what's a Mega Man? It's like, it's a favorite Nintendo game back in the day. And I used Mm -hmm. used to play with it. Yeah, that's. I think I'll think probably get a tattoo of Mega Man. That's cool. You should, bro. Or I, something. I went to go see a band called the the Proto Men or the Prototype, uh-huh. and they're like a Mega Man uh, inspired band that plays heavy metal. Did you see? Did you go to the uh, the video game convention over there in Pasadena? No, I it was didn't, like last bro. night or two days was ago. It last night. Dude? Yeah, it had like all these old school Nintendo games and this Genesis. TurboGrafx-16, Neo Geo, like all that Ultra Beast and everything. Yeah, bro. They had it all that stuff, like sort of selling people selling the if you want the original original Nintendo, not the one you get at Target, which has over three hundred games. Oh yeah, you got like a legit Nintendo, like it's Super like, Nintendo or something like that. The people were selling the Power Glove. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, I used to have that That's the like, Power Glove and shit. I was like, fuck, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> Is this like every year? I just saw on someone's story. I think like she was like Super Mario. She was like a fanatic of '80s games and stuff like that. That's cool, man. I played a lot of Nintendo at my homie's house. Mm-hmm. What kind of games you play? Um, she yeah, on Super Nintendo. His uncle had a Killer Instinct, mm-hmm. which is like this cool ass fighting game, man. We you can do like a bunch of combos on there. And just, Killer Instinct. Yeah, bro, it's fucking so badass. They made a uh, they they did another version on the PS3, I think. Mm-hmm. Like later on. But, uh, yeah, Super Nintendo, and then uh, on, on Nintendo, just regular, we play like Mario and much like that. I used to play like uh, Ghost and Goblins, Contra. Did you ever play uh, Super Smash? Which one? Super Smash Bros. Uh uh-uh. uh. It was like Pikachu, fucking. You can choose uh, between Pikachu, fucking Mario, Bowser, and like fight. This is the regular Nintendo. Yeah, right off a of regular Nintendo. Oh, fuck. Yeah, bro. It was called Super Smash Brothers. It had like all the Nintendo characters mm-hmm. that were like licensed by Nintendo, and then just had them fight against each other. Oh shit! You, you can be Link, you can be Kid Link, you can be uh, whatever else you know. Fucking like just like, with the little sword and shit. That I used to play uh, uh, Kid Icarus, uh, Metroid. Oh, they also have Metroid on there too. Metroid yeah. and uh, River City Ransom, Bad Dudes, Double Dragon. What show is that? Ba- River City Ransom is a like it's a story like two high school kids have to go to beat up these rival gangs in different high schools. That's, That's right. a good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a rare game on Nintendo that they only made a certain amount. Uh, Big Trouble Little China. Uh, I think the, the, if you have the game unopened, it's like $5,000. God damn, why is it so much? Because it's rare because, you know, they, they didn't make it's that much. Of, it's collectible and stuff. Yeah. So I guess they're way like, yeah, so that's some good games. You know, good games. Yeah, bro. I have a collectible Iron Maiden CD that I bought in 20... Um, 2007. I haven't opened up yet. Oh, I was gonna ask you. Do you uh, do you, do you, uh, do you, do you, do you have a lot of do you collect vinyl? Uh, 
Oh, actually, I haven't bought a vinyl record in like over a year, but I have like a whole stack in my house that I do. Yeah, I started in 2012. Mm-hmm. I bought like a record player and then I just went to Amoeba. Oh, me, oh you know what? I, I want to go. I haven't been there. You should go, bro. I, it's crazy. They just uh, reintroduced their like $1 section. Like, $1? Yeah, like they used to have like, the, they had this one section where it's like a big row of vinyls, like a thousand vinyls. They're each like 50 cents, 25 cents, a dollar, two dollars. And then they took it. They took it out, but then they not too long ago they put it back. So you, I found like scorpions, like fucking the love band. At first, yeah, the band Scorpions from Germany, one of my favorite bands. Love at first thing. I found that album for like two bucks. I found the Journey album for like let's say five bucks. I found some other albums for. Like and this 50 is vinyl. Is this CD, tape, or vinyl? Vinyls, like fucking vinyls for fifty cents. Wow. And then I have a regular player that I bought on Amazon. It's like is it odd. used or, or like new? No, it's used as fuck, um, bro. But the, like it works, so they check it to make sure that it still spins. If not, it'll say like, all right, whatever track doesn't work, you know. I like that song with fucking Scorpion. Here I am, Donna, Donna, rock it too. That's that's off of Love at First Thing, which is the album I got at Amiibo for like two bucks. What about that one song with Scorpion with the whistle? Dream. Oh yeah. The rhythm of oh, the moment. Damn, that song is great. That Wind's song is a cr- change. Dog. Yeah, was oh, a change. Oh my god. Talk about the broken Cold War, bro. That's deep, bro. I saw the Scorpions play uh, twenty sixteen. Um, I, I took my lady to go to the forum in, in Inglewood and uh-huh. saw them play, and they ripped it up, bro. Cool as fuck, so cool. The uh, shit. What else? Uh, any good bands like you? You? What? Uh, any good like new bands you? You recommend for uh for my listeners to hear? Yeah, bro, I recommend a new band on the scene. They're not really new. They've been around for 20 years, but they're new to me. They're uh, called La Muerte, which uh, I have their t-shirt on right now, man. They're a dope-ass ska band that uh, plays in um, like San Pedro. That's where they're based out of. San Pedro? Yeah, which oh. is like down the block. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's where they're based out of. So they have a lot of shows out in this neck of the woods. Is it Spanish or English? Spanish, bro. Okay. Fuck yeah, too. So it's like, um, that's the thing about Scott, man. In, the, in LA, it's a lot of Spanish. In New York, it's in English because you have men's like the slackers, the toasters that sing in English. But in LA, since there's so many Mexicans, that's badass. It's so badass. Bro. I, I worth it. Check them out. I, yeah, San Pedro. I wasn't expecting that because I'm always over there sometimes to have good Mexican food and everything. But Mexican I, bands, bro. I would not. Or good Latino bands. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably follow them on Instagram and everything. You have to follow them, bro. Check them out, man. La Muerte on Instagram. Uh, check them out on YouTube on La Muerte Ska. That's badass. Yeah, bro. That's super cool. So let's, let's, get, let's get down to the nitty gritty conspiracies. And you got any good, good conspiracy stuff we think? Yeah. I could go on forever with this, man. I don't know. This is new one that my homie thinks. I'm not sure if it's like 100% true, but like we're all getting cloned. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah. He, he talks about like uh, my homie just brought up a great point saying that they uh, cloned 21 Savage. No. Yeah, supposedly, because they had him under lockdown, which is like nobody, no contact, nothing, right? Basically, mean they can the government can do whatever they want to you for 24 hours. So my homie was saying like, yeah, he's he's gonna come out of jail and start doing that wild and out shit like he did back in the days, because they kind of got 21 Savage at the time that he was starting to speak about like power to the people, you know, vote with your money, you know, yeah. uh, you know, make your community better. He was talking about some real shit to make black people and like minorities come together and be better. And what happened? He got changed. He got he got fucking changed supposedly. Was thing is they blew the powder in his face? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Supposedly, like, uh, 
You know how Gucci Mane, he went in and then he came out like skinny and without some of the tattoos? Yeah. They're saying like when you clone somebody, like they try to get the tattoos on as best as they can, but sometimes they don't get them all like 100%. I don't know. That's creepy. It's so creepy, bro. It's I don't so know. Because they're already cloning monkeys, bro. Did you see the monkeys that were cloned, bro? Nah. That shit is so creepy. The scientist over in China, he fucking was the first person to use this new effect, new, new like scientific method, where he clones monkeys. So there's like these monkeys uh, that you guys can look up on, uh, on fucking uh, Google, and they look so fucking creepy, man. They look like they're scared, bro. What about what about with like let's say if a, if a loved one that died or passed away. You think in a way like they, the husband or wife, want to clone their husband? You know, like you know, for the lost one. That's a little trippy. It's it's what it's the basis of the movie Get Out by Jordan Peele. He basically made that movie saying that like when your brain goes up to that, yeah, that was creepy. They literally can do that. They'll take their grandfather's brain, the grandma, because they don't want to lose their spouse, and then just put it into some young dude so they can keep getting fucked and like enjoy their time with their grandparents. Oh, enjoy times with their loved ones. Check out this. These monkeys were cloned. The first cloned monkey. They didn't come out of no pussy, bro. These motherfuckers came out of like a scientist's brain. That's creepy, dude. How creepy are these monkeys? How, how like, fucking sad do they look, bro? Like, this cloning shit is fucked up. And Taco Bell already fucking put some cloned meat in the meat. Taco Bell? Yeah, so literally they, they're they making like a pig in the lab because it's cheaper to make a pig in the lab. To save money. To save It's all about saving money. It's all about saving oh, money. Dude. Oh, I don't know, man. Elon Musk tripped me out with AI, man. I'm a little scared with AI. AI, bro, the AI is fucking coming, bro. It's AI. Dude, people don't know, like, like people like who have, like, do labor and stuff. They're just... They're like cashiers or bookkeeping, accountings. They're all going to be radiologists. They're all going to be phased, off, out. phased yeah. out with AI. AI is just trippy. AI is going to take out everybody, really. If it's true that what they're going to say, what they're going to do, which is make AI like a fucking combat weapon. Yeah. Which is what they do to all new technology. They try to make it a weapon first. Mm-hmm. And then we get it. So I feel like they're going to make... Like Elon Musk said, what we've done in... In like a thousand years, AI is gonna do it in one day. You know how long it takes to build, like, let's say one of those great buildings in downtown, like the big ones? Mm-hmm. Like, literally, when the computers take over, what is gonna be the next day we open our eyes, it's gonna be a new Skynet building because they can do it that quick. Because it took me out. But what I wonder how with AI with the robots, how, how would it make a build a building with like robots? They, they were so smart, bro. There's already robots that can already like fucking jump and like you know shoot a gun. Robots, it, once we give them the idea of being free, they're just gonna connect to whatever like other like mainframe and they're just gonna tell other robots to make other robots. I heard something on, on the Rogan that the, with the whole technology with AI and stuff that. You know what doctor surgeons where they can detect it to see if you have a tumor or cancer, mm-hmm. but the AI can detect it a year or two away. It's like you know, so they can try to f- stop it before it spreads, you know, and all that. So they see something that they see a gray area where we don't see with our eyes, but mm-hmm. they see like oh, they can spot that shit quick. It's tri- it's trippy. It's trippy as fuck, man. Because like, how are they doing it, man? Mm-hmm. It's like magic, bro. Yeah. Do you believe in reptilians? Like reptile people? Yeah. Uh, kind of, I don't know, man. Like, if you look at a photo of the Vatican, like, this is one photo. With the eyes? Yeah, with the eyes, it looks like a lizard made it. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, a, a, a shrine that worships lizards in the Vatican. 
and there's like accusations that like people like Donald Rumsfeld, which is like the one of the right hand mans of uh, mm-hmm. George Bush back in the Iraq days. Supposedly he's a lizard, and when he was on the Opie and Anthony uh, show, mm-hmm. Louis C.K. asked him like, "So, uh, are you a lizard?" <laughs> straight up, and he straight up, and he got so upset. You know why? Because he's a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Let's talk about aliens, bro. What do you think about aliens? I think we're not alone. Yeah, we're definitely not alone, bro. I think they're just taking us and just fucking like trying to see how how we are at living this world. I, I don't. I think that's correct, but I don't. I don't think aliens are from another like. I don't think they're from somewhere else. I think they're from another. Di- I don't think they're from somewhere else in our dimension. I think they're from another dimension. Cause you see a lot of the aliens going to always go to Mexico. They always go to Mexico. They show they show themselves when you're like tripping on acid, which is like when you're like your brain is connecting to another dimension and shit. I, it's just it's I don't know. I see a lot of weird stuff that's going on in Mexico. The pyramids, the. The, the 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 signs of like artificial you know like was just with aliens is like what the fuck dude we don't know nothing about these aliens. well we know some stuff but I think what we got to be careful with well, when it comes to aliens is making sure that what the government and other governments tell us are aliens. or spending money on to build like what Trump is spending like there's like technology with NASA and everything they they know something there's something up. There's something up, but then there's also there there can also be nothing up of what they know. Like they can tell us there's an alien, and then there's they're gonna come, and then we need all this money to fight the aliens. Yeah, and that might all be fake just for them to steal our money. Something. It's a, it's like a. It's just like do you see? Do you feel like there's life out there on other planets? I think there is life there on other dimensions, but I think our planet might be flat. So you know we might be. <laughs> uh, That's right. a nice conspiracy you, theory. Yo, wait, can I use the restroom? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, right. Go for it. We're gonna take a break right now. Take so. a quick break. Yes, quick break. Why can still talk still? We can still go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, up upcoming shows. Uh, March first, uh, Martine and Huda Moreno are doing a show at Harvell's in Long Beach. Um, tickets are only ten bucks, and um, the show starts at. Um, like at 10, 10 30. Um, other than that, I have some upcoming uh, episodes down the road. Um, and uh, when, when I get to uh, April 1st, um, um, me and my girl, we're going to sit down and we're going to come up with some guesses who are going to be on um, on the Mega Mass podcast for the mid-year for April to uh, September. Um, so to me, Mega Man's gonna be a little bit busy. Um, I'm trying to probably do about 30 to maybe 35 episodes. Excuse me. But so I'm gonna try to uh, push him uh, much more as I can. Um, I put one episode out a week because I'm gonna take a little break from social media. So yeah, so just want to let you guys know on that stuff. <laughs> Mega so- Man is hilarious, man. Right, I'm like, <laughs> Mega Man is the only person that will like. Say on social media, like, oh, man, I'm in the hospital, man. I got to fucking stop, man. I'm going to stop social media. And then he, he's back next week. Like, what's up, bitches? <laughs> I'm back, motherfuckers. Literally, I was like, dude. Isn't it hard? To, it's hard to be like, not be on social media for like, I want to be off one. And I'm like, I'm back on in two days. 
Man, I was off social media like when I got out of high school, like from 18, 19, 20. Like, I, I did not get on social media at all. Uh-huh. Like, that's when it was like booming, bro. That's when I should have been on it. But I was just like, man, all y'all are just, just like fake on there, man. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, I'm like, it serves a purpose beyond like, you know, just trying to be fake. You know, it serves a purpose where you can be the opposite, where you can connect to people, mm-hmm. like how I connected to Homeboy Mega Man, connected to George Perez, you know, every, so on and so forth. Damn. So it's man. a great tool to bring people together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, and that's why they censor us, because they wouldn't be censoring us if it wasn't a tool to bring us together. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I was uh, telling you, I was showing you that video of that uh, Irona, that the lady. The Irona, yeah. The urban legend. I, it's true. It's yeah, true. Mega Man just showed me a video. You guys can look it up on his story or his. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't post it because it's private. Or something, but I can see it. But it's like, it's it's creepy. Yeah, YouTube it, man. It's probably out there. It's, it's creepy. Every it's every night at four o'clock in the morning. It's some guy in Cuernavaca. Like he's filming Cuernavaca, Mexico, which is uh, the city next to Mexico City. It's some dude like fucking hearing these weird noises and then going to see the Yorona herself. Yeah, that's creepy. And he he checked the, the street and everything, and he was he he was hearing that voice at that same at that middle spot. And it was kind of demonic, like it was like a sound like a dog, demonic, and a, mm-hmm. and a lady crying at the same time. That was creepy as fuck. It's super creepy, but Mega Man, do you think there's a possibility that this video was fabricated by the people, by the producers? Let me be specific of the Yorona movie that just came out recently. I don't know, because it would sound, it would make sense if like if you came out with a movie that was about something. That nobody really has proof on, like 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 that. Why wouldn't you make like a video that goes viral a week before your movie came out, so that more people can go see your movie? Yes, that's true. But four o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock, exactly. What like, we do at four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, like first of all, why were you outside at four o'clock in the morning? Mm-hmm. Second of all, like why any of us just would have gone home? Any Mexican would just got home. Fuck that shit. Third of all, like you lying, bitch. It might be a farce. It might be. It might not be, but I think it might be. Well, imagine if you're living like in that over there and you're sleeping. You hear that fucking noise. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But then when you look at it, like the street and everything that that video was shot on, it looks like a like a like a street that's like at a Zocalo, which is like a main like fucking hub of like a Mexico of Mexican like a society where people hang out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So people that live next to the Zocalo, which is like. That, nobody really lives next to that part where he was at, where he filmed that. So I feel like it might just be staged. Man, I don't Could, know. I would, I would believe it if this fool was in this Cuernavaca rancho, like on the outskirts, and then he came out and then started in the fields or some shit. Fuck, dude. Oh man, it's it's fucking crazy. Like how many how many fucking bitches get raped out here and like are screaming help and people don't go up to it with like a camera and record. So you're going to tell me somebody went up to it when uh, it was like super like, like demon sound? Yeah, nah. that's creepy. Or like that, uh, oh man. Not saying ghosts aren't real though. I think ghosts are I real think they're, as fuck. Bro. You like, think so? Ener- yeah, because look man, we're all energy. Mm-hmm. And when we die, like the energy just doesn't die with us. It, we're, we're, we're just trapped in this beautiful body and this great experience. But eventually like this energy moves on. And there's a theory that if you like hang yourself you like if you die fucked up there's like a way that your energy still stays around that area where you die 
Because it was just such a traumatic fucking energy that killed you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's, then, it's crazy. Then you brought that up. This apartment where we're living at, uh, I had to stage it a while back and get a priest. Uh, uh, last year, and then in the summer, it, it was a little bit haunted. Um, the story was that the mother had two kids. And the mother committed suicide, and she killed her, her uh, one of the kids in the closet. Which closet? Uh, boy, we go in the bathroom. There's another door right there, and so there's a closet right there uh-huh. where she found dead body and stuff. I don't know what happened. So I know. So we're hearing stuff and everything, and um, I I don't know if you can go back to my. It's way in the bottom that um, I showed up. I took a picture. We we're sleeping in an orb went right through the wall and I saw it and stuff. I have it it's on my Instagram. It's like I believe in it. You hear the doors slamming, you heard voices. I heard a, a little girl crying. What the and, and stuff. Fuck? Like all that stuff. I had to sage it. No one believed me. Yeah. yeah it's that, crazy. That's true too man. And I think to the most part everywhere you live in someone has died in. Like there's no place on this fucking earth that nobody has not died, right? This is creepy. There, there's there's been so many people that have died. That every like in my apartment too, like my lady, she gets um, she gets night terrors where like literally she'll have her eyes open but she can't move her body nor can she speak. I I, I had that before a lot of times. A lot of times. Like right? you're like you're something like there's an energy where you can't move, you can't move your lip and your eyes. Yeah. And there was one time I was living over there in Orange and I had my back turned and I couldn't move my body and my I had tears coming out my eye. And I kind of moved my le- neck, and I saw like a humongous dark figure. I saw it, and I went back to sleep. It was like, it was creepy, dude. I, I believe. I, I'm not lying. I believe there's, there's shit. There's there, demons. There is shit, man. And people that, like, the government, that try to tell us, like, they don't exist, da, da, da. I was like, you don't know what, like, our ancestors have said. You don't, like, there's a reason why Mexicans and Latinos, they, they put a lot of um, emphasis on Dia de los Muertos. Because we really do believe if you put their fucking photo out and you give them food that they really come visit, man. And it's true, man. You really feel that spirit when you do the ritual that brings them back. I know. And it's been a ritual that we've had for thousands of years. It's crazy. That's true. I know. Uh, in January, I was staying at my girl's house. <laughs> and, she, and she has like a lot of family pictures and everything. And I was laying down in the bed. I couldn't move my body. And I was like, mm, like that. I couldn't open my mouth. And she didn't hear me. And when I woke up, my heart, like everything was like, like that. And I could have sworn I thought, I thought I saw a figure by the door. But my heart, my hands were shaking. My heart, I'm like, I, I, it's real. It's real as fuck, man. The last one my lady had, uh, she fucking woke up. And then I really woke up, just sleep paralysis. And she felt like there was like a demon like in the room. And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Like the guy, that, there's a guy that killed himself, like the next door over. Like, <laughs> when he was old, oh, he got murdered. Yeah. Like next key. to the apartment next to me, there's like this old lady that used to take care of like, uh, like many husbands. Yeah. And she already had like five husbands that died on her. Uh-huh. And she, that, in that building that I lived in currently, well, that was the sixth one to die with her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking like, yo, man, he comes to see you in your dreams. But the way you sage this place, I really believe clean the spirits, and it's a it's a respect to them because you also help them move on. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever was trapped in here, you sage it and it let them be free. 
Yeah, so least. I always get worried, like, when we're, like, what happens to us in the afterlife? Like, where do we go? Do we stay here? Do we go to heaven? Do we go to hell? I don't know anything, but right now I know that I'm alive and I'm happy, so thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, are there any uh, plugs or anything you want to do? I'm going to put this out next week, probably on Wednesday. Yeah, I want all you guys to uh, come out to Goon Squad Mike. It's an open mic that me and my other homies have every Friday at the Skip Town Playhouse Theater over in um, Hollywood. Well, East Hollywood. It's uh, right off of the Melrose exit and the 101 freeway. Mm -hmm. And uh, we run in from like 11 p.m. to like 2.30. 2.30? Yeah, we go for like hours, bro. We go until like everybody gets up. Like every... Damn, man. There, there's not too many you come through bro do some comedy yeah. if you want to come through bro it's a, it's a late night mic you know I always tell the homies like if you know me personally you can hit me up before the mic and I'll sign your name up because it's a first come first serve so like but if you if you if you don't want to get there at like 11 if you if, you, if you're gonna get there like at midnight but don't want to get up at 2 in the morning I'll sign you up for like a 1230 spot Shit. That way you're not waiting all night. Cause I know how I know a lot of us have families and have like girlfriends and have like other things we have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll sign you up and that way you can get a spot in and go do some more, take care of other business. That's bad. It's all family in this. Business. Yeah, that that's awesome. Uh, Come through, bro. We have it every Friday. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, where can uh, my listeners and uh, where they where they can follow you at? Yo, know, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Roger Lopez Comedy. That's where I follow him. Thank you, bro. That's where I post most of my stuff, and uh, I just started my Twitter account. Yeah, Twitter? Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Don't get banned. <laughs> uh, Roger Lopez Comic on Twitter, so uh, find me out. And then I just started this uh, new uh, campaign, which is like, I want to better the people, I want to better the world, I want to better the people, especially around me and in my community, like in L.A., so I started this uh, Instagram account. It's called the Penny Campaign. Uh-huh. Um, our slogan is solving world problems one penny at a time. Because if we really think about it, there's 314 million Americans in this country. If each of us gives a penny, that's $30 million, right? You know how much change we can cause with $30 million? Like, we can feed all the homeless people in Skid Row. We can we can end homelessness in Los Angeles. That's a lot of homeless these days. It's, the, it's, it's popping out everywhere. It's, the, homeless, the amount of homeless people in L.A. is the most in the whole United States. And that's why I think with this penny campaign, we can get together and put one penny. Because I, I don't want to ask for a lot. Because I know a lot of people don't have a lot because the owners of this country have all the money. But I think we can all get together and fight with one penny at a time. That's why they only put Lincoln on the penny. He was the one that freed the slaves. They put George Washington on the dollar, Andrew Jackson on the 20. Both of them owned slaves and killed a lot of Native Americans. But the person that freed slaves is on the penny. Fuck that. Let's make that bigger. That's good. So follow the penny campaign on Twitter. On uh, Instagram and Twitter. Hell yeah. And uh, your podcast also? Oh yeah. Follow my podcast. Yeah, I forget about <laughs> that, man. Roger that. Coming out. Uh, I'm going to drop in uh, two episodes every week. So just look it up. Uh, Roger Lopez Comedy Instagram. Follow the link on my bio. Yeah. And um, because your, your podcast is only on what? Anchor right now? Yeah, my podcast is only on Anchor right now, so you're going to have to literally go to my bio to listen because uh, it's not being published on other, any other platforms. So he's working on it, working on it. Working on it, man. It'll happen soon. It's going to be on YouTube real soon under the Channel 310 uh, YouTube page. Hell yeah. So thanks, thanks to that. Well, Roger, uh, I just want to thank you for doing the podcast. Best of luck to you. Um, I hope my listeners and me 
We're going to follow you on your journey. And yes, I will go on Friday. Come um, on to the Goose Club, I know. Yeah, we'll go with Martin Moreno, but probably the following week I'll, I'll for Damn, sure go to yours. Yeah, yeah, I'll go and do whatever I can. Join the Rocket has shot through, so when you Johnny shoot, Ruggins? let me know, then we can all hang out. You know, oh. I'll, I'll invite uh, George Perez and uh, Xavier Sandigetti. Want to hang out? So Xavier does comedy. Yeah, he just started doing stand I saw that. Yeah, it's cool as fuck. Work on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you mean you saw him? I he, he put a video up. He's good, man. He's good. He definitely has like the the, the swagger for it. So, that's you know, good. Cheers that, to Xavier. That's cheers. Uh, like the, I felt like the old school comedians like Martin, Felipe, George Perez, and stuff like with all of you guys are, it's like they're learning from you know the the older generation of of the Latin comedian like Latin yeah, comics well, like. That's, that's, there's not too many of us. If you think about it, not too many Latino comedians. It's it's uh. That's one thing I, I I always feel like, you know, heard I heard about the good times with you know Gabriel Fluffy and and uh, Joy Mendina, you know, and I didn't even know Emilio Rivera was a comedian from the Sons of Anarchy for the Mayans. Yeah, he was a yeah he used to do that. He he was a comedian. Uh, he did that show with Get Locos, you know, and everything. I didn't even know George Perez is doing a. I'm not. I'm sorry, not George Perez. George Lopez is doing a podcast he called is? called Chicon. He. Did he start it already? I don't know. I'm going to find out. Wow, I got to check that out. George, George Lopez is one of the first comedians that I recognize as being Mexican. Yeah. Making it. Yeah, he's making it, you know, and stuff so like he's that. He's made it, bro. He's made it. That's one thing about, like, when having a lot of comedians on, like, with you, Martin, Felipe, George Perez, a lot of Latino comedians, I want to... Here, focus on a lot of them. Cause there's, you, some, there's some upcoming, there's some upcoming comedians and stuff, and and with the old generation teaching the new, the new generation, it's like, I like that. We're all coming up together. That's what I know for sure. Like, it's it's not like how before when I, I hear a lot of Latinos didn't get together like a lot. That's what I guess. I was gonna tell you that before we before we log off. How come they're not together? Like well, as one, we, we we're getting together, and we're a lot together more so than it was years ago. Like years ago, I would hear there's like a big division between Latino comedians, but now there's like a big bond between all of us. Like I fuck with George Perez, George Perez fucks with Joey, George uh, George fucks with uh, fucking Felipe, he fucks with you, he fucks with fucking like all the like the legit Latino comedians and all the legit black comedians too. Like Scroucho, I love when he's on Fly. Oh, you fucking. Fly when he's like, on, he's Steve, super funny, Stephen Fly. Yes, he's funny. Super funny. So, like, it's like, it's, it's a fucking great bond that we have right now, bro. It's, like, not disconnected as it was before. Like, everybody's starting to help everybody. In the it's a little industry. tribe. Yeah, it's a little tribe, bro. I like it that uh, while the comedians and the podcasters, they all come together as a tribe where it's like, well, we listen to Roger Dad's podcast. He listen to George you, Perez, Megan Man, Felipe, Man. Yeah, Martin, it's just it's a little tribe, and that's what I like. It's a community, bro. You're definitely in it, bro. You're, yeah, I, I'm fucking just starting to get in it. I'm not famous. Body. I don't want to be famous. I just nah, I you're just... famous to me, bro. You're famous to me and all the fucking hundreds of thousands of Felipe podcast <laughs> listeners. Do you understand that? Yeah. I, I it's... Uh, uh, over a hundred thousand people have heard the name Mega Man. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Bro. It's it's just something, Has man. Your name drop like that many times on the Felipe podcast. That's over a hundred thousand. Oh bro. man, he gets so many views per episode. Yeah, it's just um, it's just, it's the podcast listeners where you have your comedian fans and you have your podcast fans and stuff, and you know it's just, it's just, it's helping each other out. It's all there's nothing but love, you know, and everything, and and you know when 
after we're done with this podcast, you know, like how I am, it's, it's nothing but love. You know, this yeah, is what you see is, down, yeah, oh yeah, no problem. What you see is what you get. It's like no one, because you know when you, you, you hang around people that you can tell that they're real and they're fake and the same, like I'm not like that, you know. No, bro, make a mess of shit, bro. And I got your beers. You got your beers. I got them up. Well, he had to have a Kool-Aid and water. <laughs> make a man hook me up with some of the best beers. He's been, he's been a great host overall. And these beers that he's giving me are the shit, bro. These Chirpin' Birch, Mel Segundo, uh, Pizza Port, you know, little collab they did. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. That's why when I do, when I always have guests, guests on, either I have water, Kool-Aid, you know, beer, have pizza. I didn't have no pizza, but, you know. Uh, it's cool, man. I, I drank so much fucking beer last night. I can't believe I'm still drinking tonight. <laughs> today, but that's how you know this shit's good, bro. You feel good right now? Like, yeah, I feel like, great, bro. I woke up with like a, a mini hangover. I took two shots of water. <laughs> I went to bed, bro. And I fucking, you know, drink these beers right now. These beers are great. Well, hey, Roger. Best of luck, man. But thank you for doing my podcast. Thank you for having me on, bro. Hell yeah. All love, bro. You can subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast, rate and review on iTunes. Also, follow me on, on Mega Man 6980. Follow my new podcast on Instagram, Make the Mega Man Podcast. And follow my boy Roger Lopez Comedy on Instagram. Hell yeah. Follow me on there, man. I got like a bunch of fucking like uh, posts I do there. I, I update my stories a bunch. So you guys can definitely catch uh, just who I am on there. <laughs> Hell yeah. And you can find the, the podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Radio Republic, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Stitchers, and all that. All right, then, guys. Mega Man's out. My Roger's out. Hey, thank you so much for having me, bro. Hell yeah. No problem, man. All right. We're out. Late. <laughs>